Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. May God bless America. That is my prayer today on this daily devotion. Each and every day we're looking at revival in this nation of America. We recognize that America's glory is fading. But to know where we need to go, we need to know where we are and how we got here. For this nation stands at a crossroads. It's perhaps the last of its kind. Either we repent and turn to God, or we as a nation will continue to fade. As the dark clouds gathered over Europe in the late 1930s, American songwriter Irving Berlin rummaged through his pile of half-written songs and came across a song that he had written at the close of the First World War. He changed a few lines, and soon Kate Smith began to sing it. It became America's anthem during the Second World War. The opening lines rarely heard anymore, but Kate Smith always sang them on her program. While the storm clouds gather far across the sea, let us swear allegiance to a land that's free. Let us all be grateful for a land so fair as we raise our voices in a solemn prayer. Then she would sing the familiar chorus, God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with a light from above. From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam. God bless America. That song was sung spontaneously on the Capitol steps after the 9-11 attack. It was sung at the many memorials and prayer meetings across our nation. God bless America. But God's blessings are reserved for those who bless Him. We should be praying, God bless America, but we should also be saying, America, bless God. For you as a nation are at a crossroads. You and I have faced them all before, but never so stark, never so pivotal as the one we now face. Other crossroads led our forefathers to the foundation of this nation, to the eradication of slavery, to manifest destiny, to spreading democracy in this world. Those crossroads defined and refined this nation. But the one we face now can be the saving of America. For this crossroads is like nothing we've ever faced before. It's not just a question of go left or go right. It's a matter of salvation or destruction, exaltation or annihilation. I believe America has one final awakening left, one overwhelming flood of the Spirit that will surge over this country, and that Holy Spirit can lead our nation into the greatest revival this world has ever seen. I'm less concerned now with parties and elections. I'm more concerned with awakenings and transformations. We want our country to experience a great revival. And while we should all exercise our civic liberties, and I encourage you to do that, we know that America's only hope is God. So America, bless God. This nation began as a Christian one. You won't find mention of Christianity in our founding documents. Neither must you be a Christian to hold the office. So why can we say that America began as a Christian nation? 
Justice David Brewer said that the reason we can say this is that Christianity has shaped and molded this country. That our very form of government, our industry, free market systems, social networks, were all shaped by Christianity. John Adams noted that the general principles on which the founding fathers achieved independence were the general principles of Christianity. Thomas Jefferson said that no nation has ever existed or been governed without religion, nor can be, and that the Christian religion is the best religion that has been given to man, and I, as chief magistrate of this nation, am bound to give it the sanction of my example. Woodrow Wilson, America was born a Christian nation. America was born to exemplify that devotion to the elements of righteousness which are derived from the revelations of Holy Scripture. Harry Truman, this is a Christian nation. More than a half century ago, that declaration was written into the decrees of the highest court in this land. 75 to 80 percent of Americans claim to be Christian. But as has often been noted, Christianity in America is sometimes viewed as 3,000 miles wide and a half inch deep. That people profess Christianity, but don't live it. Where did we go wrong? Let me use two stories in scriptures to answer that. The first is about a king that tells us where we went wrong. And the second is about a scribe that tells us how to restore what has been lost. Where did we go wrong? King Nebuchadnezzar can show us that. This king of Babylon had a vision of God and through it he recognized Jehovah as the one true and living God. But in the following verses, we read that the king entered a time of rest, blessing, and prosperity. Sound familiar? He dreamed a second time. A tree covered the world, but then he heard a command to chop down the tree, but to allow the stump and the roots to remain. Daniel interpreted it. The tree is you, king, your pride, your greatness, your complacency. The king did not act on the word from the Lord. A week went by, a month, an entire year passed, and nothing seemed to happen. He was walking through his royal palace and said, look what I've built. Look at what I have done. And at that very moment, a voice of the true king of heaven was heard. And God said, Nebuchadnezzar, the kingdom is departed. Until you learn who I truly am, you will be driven from mankind. You will live as a beast of the field. Daniel had warned him, God has blessed you. God has blessed this nation. But will you now bless God? Will you give God the glory that he is due? This is where America's at. America was that beautiful tree who spread across the world. God blessed America with a land of plenty, with preservation, with might. But when America began to forget God, America began to stumble. When did America's fall begin? Hard to put a finger on it. But if I had to, I would say it started in the 60s. America's great schoolmaster for decades was McGuffey, who cited the Bible more than any other source. But in the early 60s, we began to see the crusade to remove prayer from schools. Secularization became the religion of the day. Maybe it began there. Maybe the sexual revolution upended a lot of the mores of our country. What was supposed to have been solved a hundred years prior in a great civil war, but was quickly neglected. The civil rights issues came to peak in the early 60s of the last century. 
and the racism and hatred that spewed from American Christians is a blight on our memories and our histories. We went through the era of assassinations, JFK, MLK, RFK, Malcolm X. If this wasn't enough, the Vietnam War began, and so did the tune-in, tune-out, and drop-out drug culture. America began to fall, and as the fall began, many beautiful things were lost. The family began to dissolve. The foundations of our nation began to shake and crumble. This was reflected in Time Magazine's most famous cover in 1966 that posed the question, Is God dead? We continued to sing God Bless America, but we really meant was let the good times roll. America wants God's favor. America just does not want God. I'll come back to the story of Nebuchadnezzar and to our original question, where did we go wrong? But let's go to the next story and the next question. How can America be restored? A second man was a scribe named Ezra. Israel had been in captivity for many years. Commissioned by the king Artaxerxes, Ezra led many captives back to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple, to restore the laws of God. So appalled was he by what he found when he arrived in Jerusalem. He spent a lot of time correcting it. Then came Nehemiah to Jerusalem, and together they joined forces. The walls are finished. Ezra takes the book of the law. He begins to read the books of Moses. He reads, he explains, he preaches day after day. They repeated this process until 17 days later. They gather in fasting and sackcloth and humble themselves before God. They wept and pour out their souls before him. They separated themselves to God as he had told them to do. They confessed their sins and the iniquities of their fathers. For the first three hours, they heard the word of God. For the second three hours, they confessed and worshiped. And at midday, the priest commanded in Nehemiah 9, Stand up and bless the Lord your God forever and ever. Blessed be your glorious name, O Lord, which is exalted above all blessing and praise. I think the pathway to newness is found here. It's found first in obedience to the word of God. That's where it all starts. Identifying God's word as the source of our instruction. I recognize that Israel is God's covenant people. There's an admonition to all believers here, even American believers in the 81st Psalm. My people would not heed my voice, and Israel would have none of me. So I gave them over to their own stubborn heart to walk in their own counsels. Oh, America, return to God. Your own vain counsel has brought you low. Here's the second step confession of known sin, and then recommitment to God. Would God do this for America again? The Bible says God would have spared Sodom and Gomorrah had there been only 10 righteous souls. God told Elijah, don't be discouraged. I have thousands who have not bowed a knee to Baal. American believers, don't get discouraged. Daily devotion family, do not grow discouraged in this last day. It's not too late. But your hope will not be found in talking heads and empty suits that dominate the nation's attention. It will not be found in the pleasures and vain pursuits, nor will it be found in self or in some feel-good religion. We have to get back to God. 
So let me close with this. I take you back to a field, a field in which a wild, crazy man wanders. It's been years. The king's hair has grown to look like eagle's feathers. His hands look like claws. And all hope seemed gone. But remember the dream? The dream said the stump and the roots were still intact. And God showed mercy to King Nebuchadnezzar. In Daniel 4, the king's senses come back to him. And he turns his face to the Lord. And he blesses the Lord. And the Lord restored him. Where did we go wrong? We forgot God, left him out of the equation, looked to ourselves and not to our fountain. America needs to turn back to God. America, bless the Lord. In your glory, your splendor will return. But I don't speak to a nation. I speak to believers within the nation. For the problem is not merely the nation of America. The problem is within the church of America. Nominal Christianity, Christianity in name only, is the curse of our day. As the Los Angeles Times noted a few years back, American Christianity is not well, and there's evidence to indicate that its condition is more critical than most realize, or at least want to admit. Every day, the church is becoming more like the world it allegedly seeks to change. But the stump is there. The roots are there. We have a gracious God who will hear us. Repent, return, cry out. I hear Daniel urging America, it's not too late. You may be diminished. You may not be what you could have been, but something good can come out of this. Let's get this right. Let's turn back to God and let's see that final great awakening in America. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.